You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, drizzlingly, dazzling, but puzzling, quizzlings, nuzzling, and bedazzling grizzlies. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 254, our 2023 spring season finale. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your creeping creatures, creating creatine filled cream puffs and creaky creameries. I'm crawling. I, I, yeah, Colin. Ah, and I'm Chris. I mean, I'm uh, Chris. Before we get into trivia, Colin, we were we were chatting about how in the corporate world, a work environment, in person or over Zoom, there's the dreaded <laughs> fun fact. The fun fact. What's your name? What do you do? And what's your fun fact? <laughs> oh, so, gosh. So I want to ask you guys, what is your go-to fun fact in those uh, <laughs> uh, work situations that you share? Those are super painful. Uh, but it, <laughs> believe it or not, this show is my fun fact. So oh! it's great. You know, it's like, ah, you know, I'm Colin and, and and I have a trivia podcast that I've been doing for, you know, this many years. So it it kind of fills that hole pretty nicely. Yeah. For me. I have never been asked this in my life. What? Chris never worked a corporate job. You've never had, oh my God, how I've many never times? had to like randomly give a fun fact. You've never had to go to a function where there's a sticker on your chest that says uh, Chris, so your own coworkers know who you are. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I feel like you've got a great one. I was on a game show. That is a great one. I was going to say your marathon running with the costumes because like that right. in itself contains, you've got like your states, you've got your Disney. I I mean, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, you don't think it's too weird? I feel like that's too out there. Oh, you don't want to like turn people off, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, something. I have to say. I mean, you know, maybe I should get in the business of fun fact coaching. Uh, I'm a, I'm a life coach, <laughs> but only like just <laughs> very, very hyper focused. All right, what's what's the fun fact you're going to share with everybody? It's like, oh, I uh, had a third nipple surgically removed. It's like, no, <laughs> you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All jokes aside, I I do notice having done these things that the first person who does one that's kind of like funky or wacky or weird or maybe embarrassing, it does sort of crack the seal and other people are more willing to do that. Oh, after share that. more. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my coworkers had a great uh, fun fact though. He's, you know, he stood up and said, hi, my name is, you know, whatever. And this is what I do. And he said, uh, my fun fact is that when I applied for the job here, they they asked me if I had any questions. And the, on <laughs> the only question I had was, can I watch YouTube at work? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then he said, and then the company took three weeks to get back to me to hire me. And the whole time I was thinking, oh, damn, I screwed up. He's like, I totally blew it. He's like, why did... <laughs> trouble or it was a, a company policy exactly right right yeah it's a question that tells a story for sure yeah uh anyways all right well thank you everybody for sharing your fun facts uh can i watch you do at work oh, i'm crying do you have any questions just one <laughs> Let's jump into our first general trivia segment. 
pop quiz hot shot here i have a random trivial pursuit card and you guys have your barnyard buzzers buzzing yes. with the what, what set what set is this oh card? this is 2016 classic edition all right blue wedge for geography which landmark nicknamed la dame de fer is one of the most visited tourist spots in the world i actually took french and I, that sounded oh. terrible la dame de fer d-e space f-e-r yeah. call it uh, the eiffel tower it is the eiffel tower pink wedge which frat pack comedian was conan o'brien's first and last guest on his short-lived stint as the tonight show host oh oh all right so Chris. i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there will ferrell yes okay mm. yes yeah. well i mean he's yeah, that, he, the frat pack yeah. i mean that's will ferrell he's the number yeah. one of the frat pack so but that's a good question the, his, that is uh, a good the, one. the first and last yeah Yellow Wedge. Oh! <laughs> we, we just talked about this in a segment. Which founding father became the first postmaster general of the United States Postal Service? He appointed himself, Colin. Yeah. That was uh, Mr. Benjamin Franklin, I believe. Correct, yes. Uh, Purple Wedge. Which comedian paired up with the NYU sociology professor to write Modern Romance, italics, title, Modern mm-hmm. Romance, a book yeah. about dating in the digital era? Oh. Colin, I think we saw I him believe that together. was uh, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Oh, wow. Huh. Green Wedge for Science and Nature. How, how many pixels <laughs> is in a megapixel? Uh, Chris. Wait. Um, one million. One million. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Not a trick. Uh, last question on this card. Uh, Orange wedge. What was the occupation of the winner of the first recorded Olympics held in 776 BC in ancient Greece? Multiple choice. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Multiple choice. Influencer. Yeah. Uh, soldier, cook, or actor. Um, I'm going to say soldier. uh, Actor. And I'll say cook because it's Uh cook. Ah, (laughs) His name was Corobus and he ran a 192 meter foot race. That's super random. Yeah. Okay. But fine. Woo. Good job, brains. We got a theme for this episode. Colin, you're our topic picker. What'd you choose Mm -hmm. for us? This one, it was almost one of these. I can't believe I didn't think of this one earlier. I was stressing for a few days and I was like, oh, I was planning for my annual road trip. And I was like, road trip. It's just a a, a rich, rich topic, especially for us here uh, in the great United States of America. Uh, It is it is uh, practically elsewhere for. Oh, I'm not saying other places don't have the road trip. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that would be just a great topic for us here. Kind of coming into spring break for a lot of us summer coming up. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd see where we could take it, if you will. Bring your snacks, load up your stuff. We're going on a road trip. Okay, to get our brains lubed up for for this car trip. (laughs) That's my analogy I was going for. Uh, I have made a, a general lightning round. A general trivia lightning round. All of the the answers here uh, are going to have road in the title. These could be books, songs, 
movies, general things. So please get out your barnyard buzzers, lightning round. Here we go. Every answer has the term road in it. Okay. Here we go. All right. Boys to Men Ballad for the Eddie Murphy movie Boomerang. Chris. Uh, end of the Road. Correct. DreamWorks film starring Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh. <sighs> animated. DreamWorks animated. Oh, DreamWorks animated film. Oh, man. Man, I'm drawing a blank on this one. Yeah. It's about explorers and gold. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yes. Okay. The Road to El Dorado. Road to El Dorado. Oh, correct. Oh, okay. Yep. On the other end of the spectrum, Cormac McCarthy's novel about father and son. Colin. Simply The Road. The Road. Uh, <laughs> all right. George Miller's fourth installment of his post-apocalyptic franchise inspired by the Australian Outback. The f- fourth. It, okay, so we got Mad Max. We got... Uh, oh, oh. Chris. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Correct. Yes. I didn't know it was the fourth one. There's uh, the guess, Mad Max, yeah. Mad Max Two, and then Thunderdome, and then okay. Fury Road. Yeah. All right. Uh, the essential literary work of the Beat Generation. Chris. On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yes. Uh, I read somewhere that Jack Kerouac, when he typed up the novel, he like stitched the pages together, so the the manuscript is in a scroll. It's like a, and then someone bought it for like millions of dollars and, and now it's like you know being, <laughs> being shown at museums and stuff i remember reading once that uh l ron hubbard had a had a custom made typewriter that would allow him to just feed a a, a basically a continuous a scroll of paper so that he didn't have to you know he would just get in these you know frenzied bouts of writing oh, and so that he didn't even like, have to take the time to swap a sheet what are pages anyways these days you know um, all right. Hodgepodge candy invented in Australia to make use of cheap, lower quality ingredients. <laughs> the Hodge. Oh, I have really? a second clue, but yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, go for no, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to, I was going to say Rocky road. Correct. Correct. The wow. ice cream version invented in Oakland, California. Huh. Oh, so wait, Rocky road ice cream was not the, the source of the term Rocky Road is what no, you're saying. No, the candy yeah, preceded. Like a chocolate, chocolate bar with marshmallows and nuts in it, yeah. basically, and stuff. Yeah. Wow, huh? Crappier quality chocolate, crappier nuts, crappier dried fruits <laughs> and marshmallow. Mix huh. it all together to make a treat that's, like, palatable, I guess. I mean, that's Marketing kind of the, genius. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yes. Uh, the Oakland, California, the ice cream version invented by Dryers and uh, Mr. Dryers and Mr. Eddie. <laughs> Oh, that's a good fact. All right. Best-selling Elton John studio album. Ooh, Colin got there first. Is that Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Correct. Acclaimed novel by Richard Yates turned film about a strained marriage in 1950s suburbia. Oh, oh, it's... Uh, um... Colin. Uh, is that Revolution Road? Revolutionary Road. Revolutionary Road. Ah, okay. Yes. 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 Starred uh, Titanic stars Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Mm. Now it's getting hard. Here we go. The punny titled song by Lil Nas X featuring RM from the boy band BTS. The punny 
titled titled song, song honey okay by lil nas x featuring mm. rm from the korean boy band bts this is a remix version of an existing song okay okay not old town road Mm-hmm. Um, but punny, but make it punny. punny. Oh. Road, Nas X, Road, Nas X. Ready? Soul Town Road. Yes! Yes! Okay. Chris, I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. <laughs> Using all my pun powers, yeah. Believe it. All right. <laughs> With my pun powers combined. <laughs> Macho Patrick Swayze Bar Brawl Flick, where he rips out throats. <laughs> Colin. That is Roadhouse. I was just Roadhouse. watching this like three days ago. It's so funny that you mentioned it. Talk about topical. I I honestly, Karen, like, what was the last time you watched Roadhouse? If I may digress. Oh from your man, round maybe here. like ten years ago. It is. It's hard. It's hard to, to overstate just what how absurd and great this movie is. It's got it's got a little bit of everything from every eighty move, every eighties movie yes, stereotype. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything. Every it's got comedy. It's got saxophone. It's got bar fights. It's got guys it's got ripping saxophone. throats out. It's got guns. I mean, it's got Jeff Healy band. I mean, it's got what everything that you need. It's just over the top. Great, great eighties movie. All right. This story features the characters Shaggy Man, Polychrome, Button Bright, and Toto, the dog. Uh, uh, some more characters. Uh, Jack the Pumpkinhead, mm-hmm. TikTok, Princess yeah, Ozma. This is yeah, this is all these are all Wizard of Oz characters, yeah. So mm-hmm. what's the uh I mean it's not like it's not like the yellow brick road, is it? Is no, it? it is simply Road to Oz. Road ah. to Oz. Wow, okay. Fourth installment. Um, I think mm. most people know, you know, the Scarecrow and the Lion, and then maybe a little bit more deep cut with like TikTok and I like the Princess Ozma. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, but then once we get real deep <laughs> in the series, Polychrome Button Bright, I was like, I don't wow. know who any of these people are. How many were there? Do you know? Oh God, a lot. I think there was a lot. Yeah. Road to Oz is like Dorothy's fourth time visiting. But anyways, okay. Uh, moving on. Um, Tom Hanks gangster film. Tom Hanks. Oh, Chris. That Road to Perdition. Correct. Mm-hmm. Road to mm-hmm. Perdition. Also a graphic novel. This is a Percy Mayfield song made famous by Ray Charles. Hmm. Oh, Chris. Hit the road, Jack. Hit, Hit the, the road, road Jack. Jack. Not really a Ray Charles original, but boy, did he did that become a signature song for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the competition-focused companion to MTV's Real World. Colin. Road Rules. And then the last one, an anthem to West Virginia. Ah. Take me home, country roads. Yes, roads. Rose, it wasn't until today I didn't know it was plural. Well, good job, everybody. So, yeah, Colin said road trip, and I just immediately, my brain just goes right to, you know, when you're bored, you're on that car trip with the family, you're into like hour three or four of the eight hour, you know, drive. And, you know, one of the things you might decide to do to pass the time is, you know, to start looking for license plates. Yes, from as yes. many states as oh, you can yeah, yeah, find yeah, 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 cars yeah. driving by, right? So while we're all on this this road trip together on the show, I figure we should stare out the window for a while and check out some of the great license plates of the U.S. of A. Now, I started putting this quiz together 
And about halfway through, I'm like, wait a gosh darn minute. We've been doing this show for 11 years. Um, <laughs> let me let me quickly check. Oh, yeah, Colin, you actually did a similar quiz uh, in all quiz bonanza seven. Wow. Um, Single digit. Yep. Which which then ended up getting printed in the Good Job Brain book now available. I mean, on Amazon, I guess. So I made sure to uh, nothing is uh, overlapping here. This is nice. this is new, new license plate questions. Nothing that was covered in previous episodes or in the book. Some of these license plates might not be offered anymore. You know, I, mm. I, it's kind of hard to check, but, you know, yeah. they're recent enough that you would still see them out on the road. They're not like. All right. All right. Like so and a lot of states do the special one off ones, too. Oh, they really? do. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. For various fundraisers or things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Ten questions. Buzz in with your barnyard buzzers. If you know the answer. Okay. Here we go. All right. Question one. <clears throat> the phrase Aloha State appears on the license plates of Hawaii. Uh. Okay. Um, along with what image? Uh, Karen. A palm tree. Colin. Is it the the fish? You know the one I'm talking about. Is it the the fish? What? <laughs> what do you mean I the fish? I'm gonna put the, you on the, the spot humu, here. Humu, wapuai, <laughs> oh. That fish, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, it is a rainbow. The Hawaiian uh, oh. is a big old rainbow. Oh my gosh. All right, now I'm just going to, I will straight up ask you about a slogan that appears on a license plate. No, okay, no trick okay. questions. This state's license plate reads, on the bottom, the last frontier. Oh man, I've seen this one on the road driving. The last frontier. The last frontier. Oh, Colin. Is it Alaska? It is Alaska. Oh, that makes sense. Good job. There is actually a reality show currently airing on Discovery Channel that is titled Alaska, The Last Frontier. <laughs> and this show is about the rough homesteading life of the extended family of what well-known singer-songwriter? Oh. Karen. It's got to be Jewel. It is Jewel. Yeah. Good job. So her the family? Kilcher family. Yeah. Wow. Question number four. The upper right corner of uh, this state's plate has a little heart with the phrase in it, Heart of Dixie. Colin. Mississippi. So named because it's right in the in kind of the middle of the of the American South. It's not in the north of the South or the south of the South, but it is like this may not help you. But there is a show called Heart of Dixie, H-A-R-T, person named Heart of Dixie, mm. that aired on the CW and it was set in this state. <laughs> it doesn't help. Oh, you CW it. watchers out there. It's Alabama. Alabama. Ah. Nicknamed the Heart of Dixie. Yes. Question number five. Okay. The image on this state's license plate, the quote, bucking horse and rider is a registered trademark of the state. Whoa. Colin. 100% Wyoming. Absolutely correct. The cowboyest of cowboy states. Oh, Wyoming I thought it was like a rodeo thing. And, oh, and it's, a, okay. it's a trademark of the state. That is how they advertise their that's state. A, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense that states would, would trademark their taglines, right? But I wonder what yeah. else they also trademark. So yeah. I mean, obviously, this is, I, one this is the first time I've ever heard of, this, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a state trademarking something. Yeah. Like for their, I guess, for their tourism board, basically. Yeah, you know, for yeah, their yeah, commercial cool. activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This state's standard plate is the only one that puts the letters USA after the state name, specifically calling out the fact that it is in the USA. Hmm. Oh. Oh. New Mexico? It is New Mexico. It is New Mexico. Because it's just trying to be clear. It's not like (laughs) New Mexico, Mexico. (laughs) It says... New Mexico, USA is what the wow. standard plate says. Uh, yes. Good logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're on to question seven. Is it, you know it or you don't. This state's license plate bears the bears the phrase Constitution State. Pennsylvania. Not Pennsylvania. Delaware. Mm. I'm sorry, it is not <sighs> Delaware. It is, however, my home state of Connecticut. <laughs> Constitution state. state. That's that's a nickname, and the Constitution <laughs> state doesn't even refer to the actual to the, like the United States Constitution. It refers to like an even older document than that. That's mm. uh, it's isn't it a weird thing to put on the license plate? I think it's kind of weird. I think like intentionally misleading. Funnier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Question eight. Although it has recently been discontinued, you'll probably still see a lot of license plates in this state that read "Spectacular Peninsulas." <laughs> more than one spectacular I think you'll agree that is a phenomenal thing to put on a license plate <laughs> just, flo- just floating <laughs> out there it just rolls off the tongue yeah <sighs> honey have you seen the peninsulas in this state oh. Karen ah uh, just cause of the the, the, the swamplands Louisiana it's not Louisiana <sighs> Oh man! Now I'm thinking like fractals, like what yeah, like yeah, fractals that's good with yeah, so kind many. Of the, the I think you've got a you know a state that's on the water that just has like a lot of peninsulas, but just really good ones. You know, <laughs> thanks um, for helping. It is spectacular peninsulas, Michigan, Michigan. Oh, okay. that makes spectacular okay. peninsulas. All right, many of them. Look at I was definitely thinking. I was thinking the wrong part of the country. Like we're thinking ocean, not lakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Lots of peninsulas go into that lake. Spectacular ones. Peninsulas are real and they're spectacular. So question number nine, this state's license plate reads the first state. <sighs> yeah. I mean, how are we defining? Yeah. Okay. Karen. Delaware. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Question number 10, the final question. And that is this. Kentucky's license plate bears its state nickname, which is what? Is it? it is, oh. It's not the is, bourbon state. Is it the bluegrass? State? Bluegrass. That's what it is. The bluegrass yeah. state. Woo. Very good, Colin. Kentucky, the bluegrass state. Well done. <sighs> All right. Generally, good job, everybody. I mean, obviously, I had to step that Colin was asking, like, what what state has the motto famous potatoes? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, we already knocked off all the easy ones. So I kind of had to step it up for you guys this time. So you did you did good. All what things considered, the old tough quiz, questions like what Virginia's for lovers. The one that I absolutely wanted to do for this quiz, but then of course Colin had already did it. I'm like, ah, it was so good. It's the the license plate that says "Great Faces, Great Places." Oh, South Dakota, yeah, because yeah, of Mount yeah. Rushmore. I that, thought yeah. that I think that's killer. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of road trips, if you, dear listeners, uh, are hankering for a road trip or any type of trip, we want to invite you to SporkleCon, hey! the largest trivia uh, slash quiz convention in the country, September eighth through tenth in Washington, D.C. 
Good job, Brain. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be yeah. there. We'll be doing a live show and recording. Come see us. Meet us. Say hi. If you've been to our past live events, then you know it'll be a blast and filled with goodies. SparkleCon will have over 50 trivia events, cash prizes throughout the weekend. Learned League will be there. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Jeopardy Celebrities will be there. Uh, this is on the weekend of September 8th through 10th. For more info about the event uh, and tickets, go to www.sporklecon.com and use the code GJB to save $15 off for a full weekend pass. And that's sporklecon.com. Uh, we haven't had a meetup uh, or yeah. a live show in forever, so so we're pretty excited slash uh, extremely nervous about it, too. So hopefully we'll see you there. All right. This might be an interesting generational question, maybe. But what what type of vehicle do you picture when you think of family road trip? Family road trip. Chris, didn't need a buzzer, but I appreciate it. I, I'll take it. Uh, what, what do you got? This would, of course, no longer be the case in any way. But I mean, for me, you know, it's all about National Lampoon's vacation and the, the family truckster, the station wagon. Uh, for me, totally the same. I have to say, yeah. I mean, I think de- you know, depending on when in the eighties, nineties, maybe two thousands, you grew up, might be minivan, might be something else. But yeah, for me as well, Chris, it's it's station yeah. wagon. It's just three kids rolling around in the back, you know, yeah. at sixty miles an hour yeah. on the highway. Is this is this the car with like the fake wood on on the Absolutely. outside? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What yeah. is a station wagon? Well, because uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with. Bridget. In case yeah. you have never seen the Brady Bunch or National Lampoon's Vacation or uh, anything from those areas. Yeah, the station wagon, just a classic big vehicle. The sort of the formal definition is you got you got like a, you know, a car body with an extended roof and no trunk. So the roof goes all oh, the way to the back of the car yeah. and you either That's... got like a tailgate or, you know, a lift gate on the back the whole back is one space the whole back well that you usually you got like flip down seats of some kind that's right okay, so you okay. can do just a bunch of people you can flip them down do a bunch of cargo you can mix and match as chris it was saying like that's my memory too is like as kids is growing up you might call shotgun when you were a teenager but as a kid on a road trip you're calling the way back because in the station <laughs> wagon there were no rules back there like parents you were like beyond the reach are there seatbelts? no <laughs> What are you talking about, seatbelts? Seatbelts, yeah. It was like sometimes you're just rolling around loose like bags of laundry or something. Yeah. Um, My family, you know, we didn't didn't own a station wagon, but there was a family that we would take trips with every year down to San Diego. And on more than one occasion, I, I clearly remember like we're all piling in there, four adults, four kids. And again, like we would just sort in of be- one car? In one big station wagon. Yeah. Wow. And the, with the kids in the way back. So when I was thinking about road trip, I didn't want to talk yet again about one of my modern road trips. I wanted to pitch back to to my memories of, of your and ode to the station wagon, this little segment here. I got some trivia, got some questions for you guys. We can do this as a uh, buzz in quiz here. Um, okay. And yeah, maybe we'll have some fun here. This is way too deep a, a cut to have put on the on the quiz here, but I will just throw it in as a freebie, which is uh, yes, of course, the oh, a, as the 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 vacation car was a was a, a parody of American station wagons at the time. It was not a real. There was no you oh. couldn't buy a family truckster, but in the movie, it's it was fake. the okay. wagon the wagon queen family truckster. Uh, the actual car 
you know, not dressed up for the movie. The actual car was a 1983 Ford LTD Country Squire uh, for you wow. real deep cut vacation fans out there. Did they um, like mod it up? Like, did they try yeah, to make it look different? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. They, 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 they added extra wood paneling and they kind of Rod like it. just okay. exaggerated the, the body and the racks and all that stuff to just, yeah, kind of give. Uh, everything it needed. I mean, and to be clear, even in the movie, it was not the car that Clark Griswold wanted, but that's what they ended up with. All right. Question one. Here we go. Onto the actual business at hand. Get get out your buzzers. We only, we got three questions here. So short, short and sweet. Okay. Get out your buzzers. All right. Number one. Why do we call it a station oh. wagon? Why do we call it a station wagon? I okay. used to know this, and I mm. sure don't anymore. I'll give you. I'll give you maybe a clue here, if you, unless you want to uh, hazard yeah, a guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. In, in the UK, this type of vehicle is uh, you might hear referred to as an estate wagon. Is it like you can carry your entire estate around in it? <laughs> uh, the the station in the station wagon is a uh, a reference to train stations. And this type of vehicle uh, is descended from the vehicles that were used to shuttle people and luggage or cargo to and from train stations. And it was like they needed one vehicle type that could get you and your stuff, basically. I I think it's funny, like in the UK, they focus on, you know, the estate that you presumably own. Like it's you're shuttling between your estate and the train station. I see. see, see. From where you live to the station, and this is the wagon that takes all your stuff and people at one go. That's right. All right, number two. Uh, you know what? Actually, we, we should write this one down here. This is going to be okay. a, a year question. We're going to prevent we're going to prevent any uh, prices writing shenanigans over here. I will always prices write shenanigans if not I know. Yeah. All right, number two. Closest two wins this one. What year did minivan sales overtake station wagon sales wow. in the United States? Ooh. The rise of the minivan, the fall of the station wagon. What year? Right. What year, feel, what year feels right? All right. Answers up. Chris says 1997. Oh. Uh, Karen says 1987. Karen is closest to it. Mm. Uh, only three years off. It was, in fact, 1984. 1984. Oh, God, earlier. Oh, yeah. wow. That was not only, and it was not just like, you know, minivans had been, you know, building up ahead of steam. That was the year, basically, the first minivan came out, which is, wow. the, yeah. The people were on board. Yeah, right out of the gate. The the Dodge Caravan, uh, introduced mm. by Chrysler. Uh, also, the Plymouth Voyager, 1984, and just an immediate success. You know, by contrast, uh, station wagons by that time were sort of in, in, in decline. They had sort of flattened out already. Uh, 1976, I read, was... That was peak station wagon in the United States in 1976. They sold almost a million station wagons. That was basically 10% of the cars sold in the U.S. So one out of every 10 cars in in 1976 sold was a station wagon. That was down to basically 1% by 2015. Wait, does anybody still make station wagons in the U.S.? There are some countries where they've always sort of remained popular. Uh, especially in in Europe, you know, the station wagon never really fell as far as it did here in the U.S. Okay, because I'm looking at some like 2023 station they don't wagons. Look like like, they don't classic station wagons. They don't look yeah. like the, the Griswold okay. car. It looks like a, a typical like a sedan, but just like longer. So you get yeah. no you get the no trunk. All right, last question here. What celebrity owned a custom crafted? 1973 Cadillac Eldorado station wagon with features including 
a built-in refrigerator, a built-in TV, high-end sound system, pink vinyl roof, and a TCB lightning bolt <laughs> logo on the door. What's TCB? Oh, Chris. For me, I feel like it's got to be uh, Elvis Presley. You got it. That's right. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Elvis Presley. I was going to guess Barbie. <laughs> she, had a, she, had a many, she had many dream cars. Yeah, but yeah, not, a, not a TCB uh, logo. Uh, TCB taking care of Turkey business, which bacon. was yeah. Elvis's sort of personal motto slogan, if you will. The car, this was one of many, many, many fancy custom cars uh, built by Hess and Eisenhart. Uh, I was reading about them. They're they're one of these companies that they they'll you you basically you buy a sort of base mm, donor car, they take it and they will trick it out for you. Yeah. So the the Cadillac Eldorado did not roll off the assembly line as a station wagon. Um, so yeah, it was built to his exact specifications. Everything I described, all of that cost him a cool. $17,000. Elvis would drive it himself, apparently, like between Memphis and LA. I read like he would drive himself what? to the airport in it. I mean, I he, he loved this car. He loved this car, apparently. Yeah. Um, Hess and Eisenhart, I also learned they, they had a long line of uh, custom built cars and some station wagons as well for US presidents. They built, in fact, they built uh, custom cars for everyone from John F. Kennedy, all the way up through uh, George W. Bush. Fancy limousines, mostly, uh, well, but some, in fact, honest to God. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Same yeah. Safety, security. I mean, bulletproof glass. And it, it's Whoa. actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool reading about some of these presidential cars. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was just a little bit of love, a little bit of lore, a little bit of trivia <laughs> about about uh, the, the classic, beloved, maybe hated station wagon. Let's uh, do a pit stop. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> get some, some, some nuts and some Diet Coke and we'll recharge and we'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good job, brain. Well, folks, think about it. Three million square miles of land spanning several states, spanning several geographic areas between coast to coast. People traveling and exploring in the early days, looking for a better life. So many places of interest, so many roads, so many roadside attractions. Mm. 
It's no wonder that road tripping culture is such a big part of the great country of Australia. Of Australia. <laughs> Psych! Not America. <laughs> the island slash country slash continent um, of Australia is actually very, very, very close in size uh, compared to the U.S. Uh, I think mm-hmm. just a, t- a tad smaller. But what Australia has in spades and has us beat is not only roadside attractions. Australia boasts and is very, very proud of what they call big things of Australia. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> capital B, capital T. Big oh. things of Australia. All right. Almost Anything you can think of, there is a giant big version of it somewhere in Australia okay. as a roadside all attraction. Right, right. When we think of roadside attractions here in the U.S., like, what do you think of? Biggest ball of yarn. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Largest potato. Yeah. But really, we, we kind of think of that as a as a, it's something of, of days gone by. Yes. Right? Like, you exactly. don't really do stop at that sort of thing anymore. The sunburnt, faded dinosaur that's missing an eyeball that looks like someone <laughs> made out of paper mache like 70 years ago. You know, yeah. it's kind of hokey, kind of tacky, very old. Mm-hmm. We're not really mm-hmm. thinking of these things as like super quality or super cool. It's not to say Australia Australia doesn't have these. Australia does have these. Uh, the big difference is Australia is constantly putting up more of these big things. So it's not a thing of the past. There's new ones that pop up all the time. People are really invested in refurbishing the old big things. The Australian Post in 2007, this is so cool. They even commissioned an artist and released a special run of stamps commemorating Uh uh, some of their famous big things. The big things, big B, big T, big I like that. I like that. Uh, so yes, that is the name of my quiz. Uh, big things is a big deal about some of these cool Australian big things. Ooh, let's do write down. We've been buzzing. All right. Get out your writing utensils. Here we go. Question one. In the town of Musselbrook in New South Wales, you can find a big this celebrating this now very popular native dog breed. In the town of Musselbrook in New South Wales, you can find a big this. If you were to name an Australian dog breed that is very popular now. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay what okay. would it be? I don't know any Australian dog breeds. I am. I would have felt really dumb if I didn't put this down. Okay. All, all right. right. Answers up. Oh, 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 yes, of course, of course. Chris put Corgi and Colin is right with the blue healer, the oh, yeah. big blue healer <laughs> just 12 kilometers away in a in another small town. That's where the blue healer was first uh, developed or bred, which is mm. a combination of herding dogs and dingoes, uh, native Australian dingoes, to come up with a herding dog who could tolerate some of the more harsh conditions mm. of, of Australia and Musselbrook in New South Wales, they also hold the Blue Healer Film Festival every <laughs> year. Um, they encourage people who live in Australia to to submit any films about the Blue Healer. Uh, of course, made famous nowadays by the yeah. cartoon Bluey. All right, next question. In Thornton, you can find the Mortal's Sheepskin Factory and also 
a big pair of this. One of the most globally exported brand name goods. Once again, uh, in Thornton, okay. you can broke find something down. Mortel's Sheepskin Factory, and also a big pair of this. All right. One of the most globally exported brand name goods. Answer is up. Uh, Chris says Uggs, and Colin says Uggs. Yes, it is a pair of big Ugg boots. Hmm. <laughs> when we say big things, these are like several people tall, big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not just like... Size 18. So, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah right. exactly. <laughs> Next question. In 2019, like I said, people keep making these big things. In 2019, a university in the city of Perth debuted the biggest version of what? First created by Dimitri Mendeleev. Okay. A university in the city of Perth debuted the biggest version, Clue, uh, on their science building. A big version of what? First created by Dimitri Mendeleev. Answers up. Chris says, periodic table. Uh, Colin says, periodic table of elements. Yes, your son would be so proud. It is the oh, periodic great. table of elements. The biggest one in the world is on the side of this science building. Someone racing outside, just look at it, studying, and run back inside <laughs> yeah, for the quiz. Yeah. quiz time. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me go down the block. Okay, next question. Leftover from a beloved but now abandoned water park, a big version of what Roman god was granted heritage status by the Western Australian Heritage Council in 2006? Sure, okay. Leftover from a beloved 1980s water park, a big version of what Roman god was granted heritage status by Western Australian Heritage Council in 2006? Chris put Neptune. Colin is Neptune. You guys know your Greek slash Roman gods. It is Neptune, not Poseidon. King not Neptune. Poseidon. A little bit about this statue. You might think, hmm, King <laughs> Neptune you know, Ariel's dad, Triton, like a majestic, maybe buff, merman, handsome. <laughs> Again, this is a, a statue that was part of a 1980s water park. <laughs> and it looks like it's from a 1980s abandoned water park. It's 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 more gnomish. I would say the features are more gnomish than... I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull a camera. Re- I'm gonna regal Google majestic. I'm like, ne- okay, let's see. Yeah, I see it. Oh, it, oh, Google knows what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> what you didn't eyes. mention also, Karen, is like that it's really just like like uh, like from the waist up. It's kind of... <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. The, that the is, eyes. That yeah. is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, the all. eyes really capture your attention. Oh, goodness. This thing was granted heritage <laughs> status. Man. Oh, yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah, but you know yeah, what I mean? The yeah. features are are a little bit more mm-hmm. gnomish and cheery than like yeah. you know, the, the grandeur of a, a yeah you know, it, you know it's not ocean. it's not without a little bit of like a gimli quality to it you know what i this mean is <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. yeah yeah lord of the rings um yeah. you know this is this is a good time to pause here there's big versions of everything in australia like it's not just a big fish it's a big burmundi a big trout a big <laughs> dead fish you know there's like so many versions and so specific specializing like, you know, in California, 
we're driving up and down, we'll see like fruit stands and maybe there's like a big date or like a big mm. orange. In Australia, there's like the big cherry, the big double cherry, the, the big cherry with sunglasses, <laughs> the potato on the side, the big potato with the cowboy hat. It's just, it's, there's so many variations <laughs> of different things. Oh, it's so great. One of the most famous big things, the one that made it to the, the national stamp collections, the stamp run I mentioned, is the big Marino. The big Marino. Not Dan Marino, M-E-R-I-N-O. Big Marino. We just talked about this in Colin's quiz mm-hmm. uh, about fabrics, fabrics mm-hmm. of our lives. Mm-hmm. Merino wool comes from Merino sheep. In Goldburn, Australia, the big Marino is a very, very, very handsome, very majestic, unlike King <laughs> Neptune, just awesome big sheep. And he goes by what punny action movie name? <sighs> okay. Write it down. He is a big Marino sheep. Punny action movie name. Okay. Okay, great. I got it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. right. Answer okay. is up. Colin has Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and Chris has Bruce Willis. That's good. It's, That's good. Bruce it's, Willis. It's Rambo. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Bo. He's a boy sheep. I keep saying him. Uh, him is a. <laughs> is a boy sheep ram bow. Uh, and of course, these big things serve as great tourist traps and attractions and advertising campaign. The shortest living big thing in Australia was just that. It was an advertised campaign uh, for a limited time. This big thing was from an American-based convenience store. What was this big thing? This was the shortest living big thing in Australia. It was an advertising campaign from an American-based convenience store. Okay. What was this big thing? Cheekily, it was built in a city where there's other, a lot of big things. So it was, you know, it was like a stunt. All All right. Answers up. Chris says, big Slurpee. Colin says, big Slurpee. You're both correct. It was big Slurpee. Uh, Right before summertime, they put this out, just kind of incept everybody, be like, it's going to be hot. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna be funny and I was gonna put big big gulp. Um, <laughs> bigger gulp. Well, so they did the math. It would take eight months to fill the big slurpee <laughs> using a, a standard <laughs> a, a standard slow. eight months. A standard one <laughs> slurpee machine. Uh it would take an adult 14 years to finish drinking the amount of slurpee. Oh, they, n- well, they would die. You first. would die yeah. from diabetes Hypothermia. long before oh, okay. you got to the end <laughs> of that. Yeah. Diabetes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. In the city of Emerald, uh, city of Emerald, uh, which is in Australia a major sunflower producer, a big easel was set up along with a big painting which is a replica featuring the work from what famous artist? Again, in the city of Emerald, which is a major sunflower producer in Queensland, a big easel was set up along with a big painting, which is a replica featuring the work of what famous artist? Answers up, please. 
Chris says, Van Gogh. Colin says, Van Gogh. You're both correct. It is Van Gogh, part of the Van Gogh mm. Project, mm. where they also uh, set up a big easel in Canada. There's one in Kansas. Oh, cool. How big is it that one flower is like the height of a, a person? Right. That's how big. Oh, oh okay. This is the oh. big one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The painting. <laughs> in Australia, they're not breeding human-sized uh, sunflowers. <laughs> All right. In the town Churchill in Victoria, uh, the town Churchill is named after Winston Churchill. And it boasts a big version of this favorite accessory, a pastime that Churchill enjoyed. Oh, uh, uh, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not drinking, so I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> nah, you know, don't don't count it out. Uh, Chris says cigar. Colin says cigar. You're correct. It is a big cigar. But really, <laughs> it just looks like a tube painted like a cigar. But <laughs> Sometimes a cigar is just a gigantic <laughs> tube painted like a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. In Jamboree Action Park, New South Wales is home to the world record holder for the largest spider statue in the world. The spider is modeled after the deadliest spider species, and it's hugging a water ride attraction that has what shape in reference to the shape of the web that it spins. So it's a very wordy question. Wow. There's a water park. There's a water slide ride, and it's shaped very specifically. Mm-hmm. And the reason why there's a spider statue next to it is because that shape of that water ride is a reference to the okay. shape of the web this okay. species of spider spins. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so just so, to be clear, just to be clear, our answer is a shape, not shape. a spider name. Okay. All yes. right. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, oh, Chris put hourglass and Colin put funnel. It is funnel. Funnel web spider. The Sydney or Australia funnel web spider. The deadliest spider in the world. Asterisk. Deadly as in (laughs) its venom is the most venomous. Mm. It takes 15 minutes for like a person to die. However, not a lot of people have died from the spider. Right, right, right. It's just that this spider has the most venomous venom. On a one-to-one relationship. Yes, yes. There was an episode of uh, the show Peppa Pig where it's like, spiders are your friends. If you see a spider, (laughs) don't kill it. Spiders help to eat bugs. Spiders are great. And then they like could not air that show in Australia. (laughs) Because in Australia, spiders are definitely not your friends and will murder you in 15 minutes. Yeah. That's my quiz. I've actually have not seen any of these, but I have seen the biggest pocket watch. That's a Melbourne special shout out to good job brand Laura, who took me around Phillip Island a few years ago. We saw the big wave, uh-huh. the big faucet tap. And then, of course, I've, I've mentioned this, this story a while ago, uh, but now I have an update. Let's time travel back to the late 80s when I was a kid. I was a young kid and I was watching the Taiwan's uh, version of PBS. They aired this travel show. And in this episode, they showed the segment about the big earthworm in Australia, the big earthworm, which was an earthworm museum that lives inside a building that was a big (laughs) earthworm building. (laughs) It completely captured my imagination. I barely understood the concept of countries or even Australia, uh, or even traveling. Ever since that episode, I'm like, okay, Australia equals 
big earthworm. So fast forward, I'm a teenager. For summer vacation, we're going to go to Australia. And I was like, can we go to the big earthworm museum? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we're going with like an Asian tour group. The itinerary is planned out. We're going to stop at every single Chinese restaurant to eat like Chinese food. And I made my mom go ask the tour, like the tour guide. And of course, I don't know if she did or she said she did. And it was like, no, it's not on the list. I was like, ah. Other than the Chinese restaurants we had to stop along the way, we stopped a lot of like pit stops, rest stops, go use the bathroom. And then one of the stops in Victoria, we got off and it was the Earthworm Museum was our pit stop. At this point, nobody believed me that it was real. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, as a kid, they keep hearing me. Like, I won't shut up about it. And it's like, is it real? Where did she watch this? And it turns yeah. out my mom was like, oh, my God, it's real. And I was like, yes. You must it's- have just been in disbelief. You know, like little kids, they dream about their wedding. Or they, they picture what their wedding would be like in the future. And the only imagery they have of wedding is like from Disney movies or from books. You know, like right. they don't even know what love is, or but they know what a wedding looks like. It was realized. Years long dream. Um, oh. And it was awesome. It was like, you know, tanks of earthworms, the earthworm museum. You walk into the earthworm and then the reason why I think I shared a little bit about this previously in an old episode of Good Job Brain is because this earthworm museum then became kind of like a wildlife park and they housed the biggest preserved great white shark oh. in formaldehyde. Turns out they were operating without a wildlife license, uh, <laughs> without any kind of license, actually. So they had to shut down. So it was abandoned. This earthworm museum slash aquarium was abandoned along with this giant great white shark in formaldehyde. And so it became like an urban explorer thing where people would break in. Oh, okay. But just recently, a couple years ago, someone bought is saving the shark and is kind of restoring it back to its... As, as best they could um, from this <laughs> abandoned... The museum. They're, they're restoring life. just the shark. No, we're just restoring just no, the shark. No, just the yeah. shark. They yeah. moved the shark to elsewhere. Uh, now they're putting in, in glycerin, which is a little bit more gentle. But Rosie the shark um, is wow. now... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is now somewhere else. Earthworm Museum closed down. Whatever became of the Earthworm Museum closed down. It's, it's no more. But for that one moment... <laughs> That, I that's so, my fantasy. Wow. so great i mean like the the frustration to like you know like you're a kid like you see it on some show you know you know i was like well sh- show me some evidence of this earth and you're There's like no it, was, internet? it was on the show it was on the show i don't know what show it was it was just yeah. on tv no no there's no recording and you know back then like yeah sure we had dial up but it's like like but you're also you're still waiting for somebody to even like create a web page devoted to the big things of australia on <laughs> yes. geocities or whatever like yeah <laughs> and you just hadn't brain. created it yet yeah right i uh, you uh, you have opened my eyes to an entire uh genre of thing here karen i i want to do an australian road trip now i know um, just yeah, I, i'm I, sure there are people now dedicated who go and i gotta go visit the big pistachio the big lobster the big prawn <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we have a last segment. In terms of road trip games, what do you guys uh, like to play? I like to play the quiet game. Everybody <laughs> sees how quiet they can be and who can be quiet the longest. That's a dad talking right there. It, it yeah. It certainly is. Oh, you just lost the quiet game, Colin. <laughs> Better luck next time. It was mostly me and my dad, but like, but sometimes we the whole family. We used to do the one um where you have to continue the chain going where whatever your topic is, you know, U.S. states or cars or whatever. I give an example and then you have to give an example where the first letter is the last letter of the example. I oh, gave. So, I've played that you know, before. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we used to play like geographic places, right? So if I say yes. France, you would need to do something like Ecuador and then yeah. you could follow that with Rhode Island or whatever. Yeah, we used to play that one for such long stretches that we would forget if we'd repeat, you know, it was just silly. Well, with games in mind, I have put together a game for us here. Uh, it's, okay. Ooh. The name of this game is called One is Easy, Three is Hard. Mm. This is a little bit of an inversion, if you will, of games uh, that, Karen, you, you've done a bunch of these with us in the past. So you've done a lot of games of the type name as many boy band members as you can, yeah. right? And then we we would each get points for whichever ones the other person doesn't mention. So like, you know, like if we both say, right, yeah, if I say Justin Timberlake, Chris says Justin Timberlake, no dice. But if you're the only one who says Joey Fatone, you get a point for Joey Fatone. We're going to invert this formula. Our goal on this game is we want to name as many <gasps> in common with the other people as possible without cheating, without table talk, anything like that. So I'm going to give you a, a category or a topic. We're going to name three, only three. Oh, we get points for overlapping answers. And this is where I come up Family with the name of the game. Like we want to name what other people would name. That's right. Except we are also, we are the pool of people, right? Okay. Getting one overlapping is easy. Getting two, a little bit more tricky, but if you get three overlapping, that is hard. So Colin, uh, are you playing with us too? or is it I am playing with you as oh, well. Oh, cool. These are not outrageously weird or obscure categories, but I, I let's see how this goes here. So remember, okay. the goal here, you're going to write down three. We want to overlap. Okay. You get points. So if I list three things and two of them I have in common with Chris and one I have in common with Karen, I get three points. If got you it, say three it, things it. and nobody else says them, you get zero. Here we go. Name three American pizza restaurants. And... The, the challenge here is instead of trying to outsmart the other person is don't overthink it, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're good because most people can name two big ones. And then it's like the third one. Oh, man. Yeah. Cross it out. All right. When when you're ready, mm -hmm. we'll do answers up. And, and I'll go first here since this is my my okay. creation here. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys ready? All right. Yeah. So three, three American pizza chains. I, I wrote Domino's. Got it. Pizza Hut. Got it. And Papa John's. 
I put Which... Little Caesars. I put Little Ooh, Caesars too. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I, think, I don't know. I think I think Little Caesars was the answer here that we were looking okay. for. Okay. I almost put Shakey's because I was like, oh, I that would have been too, that would have been too far too, out. Too yeah. Niche, too yeah. Niche, yeah. Yeah, that's right. that's the that's the try and outsmart. All right, well, so I got two. Here we go. Failing at my own game. So par for the course. <laughs> okay, yeah. name three marsupials. Mm. Uh, it's got to be okay. <sighs> it's tough. I might name things that aren't marsupials, but yeah. I know. All right, let's rotate. Uh, Karen, what do you got? What do you got here? What are your three marsupials? Kangaroo? Naturally, yes. yes. Yep, okay. okay. <laughs> you psyched me out with naturally. <laughs> <laughs> koala. Got your koala. I got I a koala. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wombat. <sighs> I almost. No! I, I wrote W and then I crossed it out. Kangaroo, koala, and I put wallaby. I'm not sure I if that's put, a marsupial or not. Yeah. Yeah, I put. That I doesn't put, matter. It's true. It's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to go into accuracy. Yeah, 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 that's true. right. Yeah. <laughs> if we're wrong collectively, that counts for points. I put uh-huh. possum. I put possum. I should have put wombat. I, I was going to put wombat. Dang it. I don't know why I just overthought that okay. one. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Third question. All right. Name three jazz musicians. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Not singers, jazz musicians. Oh, instrumental. okay. Instrumental, okay. primarily. I mean, Good. maybe that okay. If they also sing. Yeah, yeah. No, known for playing an instrument. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, someone's gonna kill me. Yes, mm. it's jazz. I think. Yeah, I think these are all <laughs> jazz musicians that I wrote down. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We're we're trying oh. to arrive at the. We want we want to overlap. <laughs> right. Right. But like Colin, yeah. you're more knowledgeable about this, so I'm like. Right, but so Colin, well, so Colin has to yeah. say, "What's the Joe oh, Blogs answer?" Exactly. Yeah, like, what were the three most common ones. What are you and I most likely to know? Yeah, that's right, Chris. Exactly. It's like if it's NBA players, you know, I'm I'm not trying to stump you. It's like, okay, you got your Michael Jordan, right? I'm like, yeah. No. All right, all right. Uh, three three jazz musicians, Chris. What do you got? Why don't you go? <laughs> Louis Armstrong. I got Louis Armstrong. No. Miles Davis. Yes! I got Michael Davis. Count Basie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, don't have it. Okay. So two so far. What do, what do you got, Karen? Coltrane? Nice. I got John Coltrane. Oh. Okay. Oh, All right. Man. So I don't got three. Me. I put Kenny G. Yeah, I, I would accept Kenny G. All right. Moving right along. Number four. Name three Studio Ghibli movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. This one's for one, you, one, Colin. One is easy, two is hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mind okay. meld, Colin, mind meld. Okay. You better have this one. Okay. Okay. Jeez. All right. <clears throat> I'll go first again. I've got My Neighbor Totoro. Correct, yes. yes. I've got Spirited Away. Yes. yes. And I've got Ponyo. No! Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of crazy person put Ponyo? <laughs> that movie is a seven out of ten at best. It should at least be Princess Mononoke or That's what I Delivery Service. Princess Mononoke, Totoro, yeah. and Spirited Away. 
Yeah. At the Kiki's delivery service because I, Colin's daughter dressed up as Kiki. She did. Oh, she did. boy. Wait, oh. did Say anybody it. put Mononoke? Oh, you just no. saying it? What, what, I, what, it. I started to. Karen, can you help us out here a little bit? What did you put down? Kiki Spirited Way Totoro. Oh, okay. All right. So I get two. Nobody right. put Princess Mononoke? I, I'm overthinking as usual. Massive yeah. worldwide release. Okay. Ponyo. <laughs> I know. I know. Ponyo. I'm sorry. But, uh, I put Tales from Earthsea. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. I was not. Look, at least I did not put Porco Rosso. Come on. You just said it here. Yeah. All right. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can come back from this one here. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Question number five. Name three non-human characters from the Star Trek universe. Any... <laughs> oh, okay, all right, okay, okay. Uh, any hey, franchise, sorry. any show. You mean a race of characters or a... Name. Like a specific... A named specific okay. character. Okay. Right. Okay. From any any franchise, any era, any movie, any story, Star Trek okay. universe. Right. Three, three non-human characters. Non-human characters. Good, good. Okay, great. Um, I mean, this is after 11 years, maybe this is a good time to say that I'm not a Star Trek person. <laughs> Neither am I. That's good. That's an advantage, I think. That's Yeah, I think that is an advantage. Really? Okay. I do. Because it's like, if you can think of that character, then you know that that's at least the lowest common denominator type thing, you know? I don't need their rank or anything. Okay, or, okay. Yeah. Thank God. R2. Non, yeah, non, yeah, non-human. <laughs> non, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. all right. Uh, Karen, I think it'll be uh, funnier if you go first. What do you got? All right, here we go. Data. Yeah, I got data. You got all data. Right. Spock. I got, I got Spock. Spock. I got oh, Spock. In that order. Worf? Yes! Worf! Wait, we, we did it! 333! Three, three, three. We, we did it! We did the trifecta! Incredible. <laughs> nice. Yes, I am aware that Spock was half Vulcan, half human, but as far as I'm concerned, that counts. And more to the point, we all put the same answer. So, yeah. Right. Exactly. That's where knowing less actually works in your favor. Great. Wow. Doing good here. Same three. Same three. I've always yeah. found that to be the case. Yeah. Mm. All right. Two more. Two more. Here we go. Here we go. Name three. Famous sculptures. Three famous sculptures. Something out of stone, marble, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a cast bronze, maybe. uh, But like sculpture Um, art, not necessarily sculpture functional monument. Yeah. All right. Well. Wow. I don't know any sculptures. I'm terrible. I'm sure you do. I'm sure oh, you, yeah, you do some sculptures here. I'm sure you know some sculptures. At least one. One is easy. Three is hard. I don't even know one. Uh, okay. All right. All Let's right. Do Chris, 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 what do you got? What do you got? Well, first okay. I wrote down uh, The Thinker. I got The Thinker. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. You're right. Ro- Rodan, The um, Thinker. Yep. Yep. Then I put David. Michelangelo's yes. David. Yes. Yep. And then and then I finished it out with, you know her. She's got no arms. Venus de Milo. Yes. Yes. Was that it? That's what I got. I I got the same three. Oh, man. David, Venus, uh, Chicago Bean. Oh, yeah. Oh, I almost put the Chicago Bean. Yeah. David. Ah, the thinker. Quick sidebar. What is the Chicago Bean? It's the cloud gate. It's that big reflective bean. It's Mm -hmm. like a mirror bean made by. I'm sure you've seen it. It's super photogenic. It's been in like commercials. I've seen the bean. 
that's what the t-shirt should say that you buy at the gift shop. I've, I've seen the bean. No, I've never heard of it, and I'm not convinced you're not making this up to mess with me. Go on. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Let's close it out strong here. Let's 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 just mind meld. We're not trying to trick each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Name three from any era. Oh god. Professional major league baseball players. <laughs> Oh gosh. oh gosh! Oh, this is going to be all over we, the place. Unfortunately, we this know is, we is, know each other incredible. well. Maybe we a little true. too well. True. Maybe too well sometimes. Okay. Oh, oh oh oh! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! I don't know. I don't even know if one is easy on this one, but we'll see. I feel confident that the three of us are. We could all get two. I just. I feel like we know each other. Really? Okay. All right. Okay. Two. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. See. Two, we'll see. Okay. okay. Yeah. I will go. How about that? <laughs> all right. I got our man. Good job, brains. Own Bobby Bonilla. Yes. No. <laughs> I put Bobby Bonilla. Oh, also. <laughs> I thought for sure Karen would get Bobby Bonilla. Oh man. Uh, okay. I've also got Karen's favorite name player. I'm guessing. No, I didn't put it down either. Albert Pujols. No. Oh, I, did <laughs> I did not put that. I thought going with Joe Blog. Oh man. Okay. And then my okay. safe and then my safe answer is Babe Ruth. I just yes. figured like God, oh, I okay. Sure. Right. Oh, really? Oh, I did not put Babe Ruth. No, I put uh, yeah. A-Rod and Derek Jeter because I don't know, I have no idea. I put Hank Aaron and Ken Griffin. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, terrible. <laughs> that's, that's too many <laughs> avenues. But I did get 1 point for Bobby Bonilla, so 3 I got four, five, Babe six, Ruth. Seven, eight, All right. So I got, I got 6 I got 16 points. I got 17, I think. Oh, 10. Wow. I got 15. Yeah, 17, if I did my math Woo, right. All you right. won your own game. I did. I did. I, yeah. 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 Despite, despite <laughs> the, the, the bad, embarrassing <laughs> the stumble. Very, very of, bad face plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, that, that worked out pretty well. Maybe we'll see if we can bring that one back in a future show. All right. Thank you that guys. For Honestly, I think that one, that's, that's, that could come back. The magic number three works very elegantly. Getting all three is such a big feat. Very good job. Oh, that was fun. Uh, all right. Um, and that's our show. That's kind of sad. This was this was our our last episode for for this season. This is a good season. Ended it on on a high note. It's always bittersweet to come to the end. I love doing the show. Looking, I don't have looking... friends, so <laughs> yeah. I don't really see other adults who are not work. Do you know what I mean? Spring's coming to an end, and we're gonna take a summer break, and we'll be back in the fall. Thank you guys for a good season. Yay! Woo! And again, you can catch us in person and live this coming September at SporkleCon in Washington, D.C., September 8th through 10th. Uh, We're going to do a live show. We're going to do it. We're going to have a splash zone. Uh, We're going to have beaver butthole prize grab. Uh, We're going to have some swag. Uh, We're going to have awkward interactions because we are uh, not famous people, uh, nor are we trained stage people. So doesn't that sound like fun? Uh, Come on down this September to Washington, D.C. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about big things in Australia station wagons and license plates you can find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and on all podcast apps and on our website goodjobbrain.com 
This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like History of Everything, Tumble, the science podcast for kids, and the movies that made us. See you in your ear holes in a couple months. Bye. Hit the road. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.